In this episode of Great Practices, we're going to learn about some of the worst practices people have done when it comes to managing their email. Warning, you may be guilty of one or two of these yourself. We'll also uncover the four fundamentals of good email management, including having an easy-to-understand filing system, utilizing a consistent process, using tasks and not your inbox to manage your day, and finally, understanding the power of the email tools that you've been given. Plus, we'll learn what Parades, Big Bird, and Sesame Street have to do with getting control of your email. So let's get right into this episode of Great Practices with Debbie Kirtland. It's hard to say when something is a best practice, but it's much easier to know when something is a great practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. Interviews with PMO and project management leaders who, through years of trial and error, have discovered their own great practices and are now sharing their insights with you. Now, sit back and enjoy the conversation as Chris Kopp uncovers another great practice in this episode. So we'd like to welcome everyone to our episode of Great Practices today. And uh, a number of years ago, I went to a training class with Debbie Kirtland, who's our guest today, uh, about Outlook. So I thought, eh, what am I going to do? I'm going to learn a couple of tips and tricks. I'm going to add them to my skill set, and I'm going to be on my way. But I left that course with a new Outlook on Outlook. She has a, new, a, a unique way of looking at Outlook and how to manage email in general. So you may say, well, what does this have to do with a PMO? Well, here's the deal. Email uh, is still a huge part of our day as PMO leaders, despite the fact that there's other collaborative tools that's available like Teams or Slack. Some experts say that on average, a business user sends and receives 125 emails every single day. That's 15 emails every hour that has the potential of taking us off track Uh, going down rabbit holes that we'll never get out of and watching our inbox slowly overflow with messages demanding our attention. So how can this beast be tamed? That's what we're going to talk with Debbie about in this episode. Getting control of your inbox so you can focus on the more important things like running your PMO. And while she does specialize in Outlook, the principles that she's going to be covering today apply to Apple, Mail, Gmail, and any other email tool that you may be using. So welcome to Great Practices, Debbie. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. Uh, thanks, Chris, for having me on the show today. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I work for a company called Upskill and Win, and I'd like to tell you what we do is we, we bring order to the chaos today in the workplace. And we do this while showing our clients how to create a simple and an easy to maintain system to manage their day-to-day activities. You know, our main focus is time, email, and information. Um, And really what makes us different is that we come in and we utilize a tool that you already use. We're not bringing in any new systems or new technology. You don't need new technology. You just need to understand what you have to create a system. And, you know, the best day is when we hear you transform my work life. So, you know, taking our clients from overwhelmed to in control, that's what we do. That's our goal. That's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. Um, Bringing order to chaos because there's plenty of chaos that needs to have order brought to it, isn't there? Um, There's no doubt about that. 
Now, uh, this this may be a trick question to you, maybe a, a little bit, because I know you're not necessarily in the, the PMO space directly, but I do know that you work with a bunch of different companies and a, a different, uh, different types of groups. So what would your definition of a PMO be? That's a question we like to ask everybody that comes on. All right. Well, I do believe that it's a, it's a group or uh, of people inside of an organization that actually set the standards for project management. So they're kind of the overseers. They want to make sure that, you know, it's an efficient process. Uh, like I said, I think by their nature, they are very organized, yeah. process oriented. And so there are kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is exactly right. Good, good, uh, good assessment of what a PMO does there. Uh, and you're, you are right. That is the nature of the beast is to be organized and have those processes that uh, you, you clearly teach in your classes. So Debbie, this is called great practices, but what I want to start off with is I want to start off with some examples of maybe some of the worst practices that you've seen when it comes to um, managing, and I'm using that word loosely, email. So what are, some of the, what are some of the horror stories that you may have seen over your career about how people manage their email? Well, I think one of the first things that comes to my mind is that when you walk into someone's office and you see that they're trying to manage their entire day out of their inbox. And all my, one of my favorite ones is that they love to flag emails. They flag them, you know, I, and I ask them sometimes, I said, what are they in a parade? <laughs> you know, because, you know, they'll leave them flagged. They don't clear the flag. So that's not efficient. But, you know, also we'll see, you know, they're putting things on their calendar that they need to do. Um, they have paper lists. Uh, they, you know, they have post-it notes you know, around. And, and I say, you know, immediately, aren't you overwhelmed? I'm overwhelmed. You're going to so many places to see how to manage a task. So we, we try to help them, you know, create another system. Yep. Uh, the other thing is uh, filing. You know, that sounds like a simple thing. You know, my boss used to say, um, you know, uh, everybody can file, but few can retrieve. And that was really uh, true. And, and you would see them have a system in out, you know, their outlook or their email, they'd have a system in their paper, a system in their electronic documents that were totally different, not even based on their job description. I mean, not even our, we used to call them orphans, you know, those little loose documents that hang around everywhere and they don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> they just, they, you just put them anywhere. So uh, even once I was working with a very high level executive at a pharmaceutical company and we went to empty his deleted folder and he said, stop, that's my filing system. And I was like, oh, okay, you're filing in the trash. So is, filing is very important. You're saying his deleted folder or his deleted yes, was, his, was his filing system. That's where he kept all the email. Okay. Yeah. That's where he would go look for things. Yeah. So you really need a good system. Uh, and you know, and the other thing is when you do that, you know, constantly, I always say, do you say, I know I put it somewhere a lot. Right. And then you proceed to go to so many places to find it. It is not there because the filing system's not good or you involve other people. I love that. Now you what not only wasting your time, you're wasting the entire office time. So that's, that's the second thing I see. And the third thing that is really Sometimes it just breaks my heart to see somebody that has thousands and thousands of emails in their inbox. And they possibly could even be emails from the very first day they started their job. They had, you know, they're years old, not days old. 
you know, and having an overloaded inbox and you know, trying to work from that clutter um, is not good. And, you know, they'll say, well, I can use search. Well, if you've ever used search, it's not really the most efficient thing right. you'll to find um, your email. So that is uh, definitely highly inefficient and wastes a lot of time. Yeah. So it sounds like you've, uh, you've seen, a, you've seen a lot then. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that example. You said, you know, using those flags so much, it's not a, it's not a parade. And then I guess with all those, you know, post-it notes, there's your confetti that's all over the place as well, you know, just yeah. kind of floating yeah. down. Right. So, yeah. you know, and, I, and I've seen it, I've seen it too. And I, I candidly, I've been guilty of it. What I've been guilty of is wasting other people's time when I can't find something and I know I've sent it to somebody else and I'm like, can you send me back my own email that I know that I sent you? That's terrible. Right. right? That is, that's terrible um, to, to do that. So I think we've all been guilty in varying degrees um, of all of these, uh, these sins that you've just gone over there. Let's then talk about some great practices because you've got okay. answers to how to tackle these challenges. So um, what are your four, men, four fundamentals of email management to prevent uh, falling victim to these horror stories that you mentioned? What would these be? Well, what the first thing you need is a good filing system. Okay. You need to have a good process, and that needs to be based on your personality and the way you think and work. You need an electronic task list. Our, our work is coming through to us electronically now, and the paper cannot handle the volume that we get. And you need to understand the tools that you have been given, how to use them, you know, to get the maximum, the most bang for the buck out of what you already have. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's, let's dive into each one of these a little bit more then, okay? So we're going to start off with uh, number one, which is a good filing system. So tell us about that. How can, we, how can we get some great practices out of this area? You know, it really is easy to create a good filing system. You know, and I, I used to tell people, I said, did you ever watch Sesame Street? And they kind of look at me funny. And I'd say, you know, when Big Bird says some of these things aren't like the others, some of these things don't belong. Yep. You were grouping like things together. And the way that we show you how to build a filing system is based on that. We, we call them homes. You know, we have big homes or big broad categories is to take a look at your job description. Take a look at what you're doing and build that foundation to match up to that. So it, it really is, you know, sometimes it's maybe the hardest thing you do, but it's the thing that pays off in the end that really saves you time. Uh, you know, when I started the new company, I immediately built my filing system based on my needs. Yeah. And it's amazing how I can quickly lay my hands on anything that I need to get to. And you can utilize that in your email system. You can utilize it in paper and you can do it with your uh, electronic documents. So you, you, you mentioned that um, example of a home. And I, I guess to further that analogy right there, what you're basically saying is, you know, you got a home and every place, every room in that home, you're going to store something differently. So something's going to be in your living room. You're not going to have your forks and knives in your living room. You know, those are clearly going to be in your kitchen. Right. So that's really the concept there is just that everything should have its place in that filing system. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, for example, if you know you're working on projects, 
you have a big home called projects. And then underneath that, you would have the names of your projects and you could even have more detail. And I'll tell you another critical thing with filing. And I see this all the time is, is work in progress, what you're working on now and completed work. If you keep all of that in one big bunch, then you have to scroll through a lot of information that you don't need. And so we teach you how to say, okay, this is completed projects. These are the projects I'm working on now. Just simple little things like that. Yeah. Do some spring cleaning on that house. That's that's basically what needs to be done there. So so that's good. All right. So good filing system, basically making sure that everything has uh, a place to go. That makes sense that you can find that. So that's number one. Number two, you talked about having a good process. So talk a little bit more about what that is. Okay. Well, you know, when, you know, the first thing I do when I go into my uh, email in the morning is my goal is to clean out my inbox. Okay. Okay. That's my goal. I don't want things sitting in the inbox. So in order to do that, I have to use the features of the email client that I have been given. You know, we used to explain those binders that you carried around. You know, you had a place for calendar. You had a place for contacts, for notes, for tasks. That's all usually in everyone's email client today. So you look and you say, can these things go into those places? You know, Um, then if you have to, you know, not everything works in those features. Sometimes you have to group like things together, like non-critical reading or reports that you need to review. So we teach you how to, you know, build your folders. So, So in the end of the day, you should be able to clear out that inbox. And then if this is the, then people would say to me, oh, oh, I can't put it away because if I do, I will never get back to it. Well, that's where your my third point is going to come in and that's going to be your task that will drive you back to, to do what you need to do. Okay. Well, okay. let's, let's go ahead and we'll get, we'll get right into that. So, so mm-hmm. basically you've got that process, which is your daily routine that you know that you're going to be doing these things at these times, and this is how you're going to do it. So that's number two. Um, and number three then is, I think you said utilizing tasks, right. To drive your day and not your inbox. So what does that look like? Right. And so, you know, everybody has access pretty much in the corporate world that we work in. They have access to an electronic task list. And so that is, you know, if I have an action, then I am going to put that on my list to get me back to that folder in order to do my work. And uh, one of the biggest benefits of an electronic task list is the ability to sort and group and see things the way you want to see them. Yeah. Because, for example, you know, I believe when I worked with you, you, I thought I heard that, you know, you're kind of more of a project kind of a person. You kind of like to see your things grouped in a different way, maybe by categories. Right. You know, I'm a due date girl. I like to see my things like, what do I need to do today? And so when you begin to create this electronic list, you have flexibility in um, the way that you see your work. Also, you're not going to lose it. How many times have you lost a piece of paper that you couldn't find? That list is there. You're not going to lose that list. You don't have to rewrite anything. Um, You might change the dates, but you'll always have access to it. So there is a lot of power in that list. And one of the best things about that list is think about when you go to your performance review, you know, at the end of the year, the quarter, and you're having to tell someone what you did for this year, you can now have a record 
of what you've done. You could even print it out. And so there are so many benefits to trying to get, you know, all, first of all, everything consolidated, right, into one place, and then having a list that you can use and work with based on the way you like to work. And if I if I remember from your from your class, uh, that was you know so many of us we our day is managed by what crisis or what email just popped into our inbox, and then we lose track of all the other things that had been you know going on the day or the week before basically. But but this task list and organizing it that way just really really helped to to prioritize and let that drive your day and not you know not being thrashed by these emails that is constantly coming in. So good, 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 uh, good principle to apply there. And then finally, the fourth one is understand the tool that you're using. Now, I know you specialize in Outlook, but mm-hmm. what, what do you mean by understand the tool that you're using? Well, you know, and I think we're all guilty of this. You know, we get software, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking about Zoom, you know, I need to really dig in and learn more about that tool. Um, but when you're given a tool to use, I guarantee you, and, and even Microsoft has quoted this, that, I mean, it's like 10, less than 10% you use of the functionality of that tool that's there. And so understanding all of the bells and whistles, and I have a funny story about that. You know, I had a car uh, for like two years before I realized it had an alarm system on it until my son accidentally set it off. No, if I, I didn't know the features and benefits of that car, right. you see. So if you have this tool here under, you know, to use every single day, it is worth understanding, you know, the shortcuts, the tips, uh, how to make it easy to use and what it can do for you. So. Yeah. And, and you're right. I think we just get right into our comfort zone. We know just enough to get our job done. And then, you know, it's going to take a little bit of effort to learn a little more. It's going to we have to kind of do things a little bit differently, but it is worth it, you know, um, as far as just really, you know, digging down into that, into that tool that you're using there. So great, great practices. So good filing system, having a good process, utilizing tasks to drive your day and understanding the tool that you're using that doesn't matter what, what system you're on, that's going to work for for any of those. Now, Debbie, is there any other uh, great practices when it comes to email management for our PMO listeners that uh, that you'd want to share with us today? Well, I think just like in life, um, you know, anything that works well, you usually have you have discipline around it. You have a routine around it. Um, and when you get into that routine of how you want to manage your time and information, uh, in emails, uh, your day goes better. So I would say, you know, being organized is really about just knowing what your process is, process is and sticking to it. So, um, you know, and like I said, in having reasonable expectations in our world today, I think because we live in this fast paced world where people want instant answers is that you can do a lot by helping set expectations about how you communicate and so that we're not frantic right. all the time that we, and, and usually when you answer an email too quickly, it's probably not a good idea. Uh, so, you know, just learning your, your, your routine and, ha- and sticking with it will help you, I think, manage everything well. Yeah. And, you know, and you, you are right. It's just like, um, I just, I learned a lesson many years ago myself, you know, it may have been like 
10 minutes before the end of the day and you get this you get this blazing email that comes in you feel like you just got to respond right then and there and and you start hammering it out and then the day ends like in about 10 or 15 minutes and just just wait until the next morning to send that email you know let it sit overnight then look at it in the morning with fresh eyes and every time i've done that you know it's it's really basically waiting 10 or 15 minutes but I've rewritten that email to be a much better email because of just right. having that patience, you know, and just not firing it off, you know, at that point in time, because it just came in. So that's, that is really, that is really good advice. What, what are your thoughts on, you know, I hear some people, they say, well, I only, I only check my email at 11 in the morning and four in the afternoon. Is that, mm-hmm. is that feasible? Is that reasonable? What are your thoughts uh-huh. on that? Well, you know, and here again, it's about setting the expectations. You know, um, I have a business coach that I work with, and I I know that when I send an email to him, that I'll get an answer at four o'clock in the afternoon or after. Uh, He doesn't respond to emails all day long. And if you, you know, and I've had clients who say, you know, especially at an executive level, don't send me an email. If it's really a crisis, pick up the phone and let me know. So, helping people understand how, you know, the expectation of the answer of email. So, yes, I would say that, um, you know, you just, that sometimes comes from your your leadership team or your company culture of how that gets handled, but. Right. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. And I, and I, I heard the example too, it's just like, you know, I've got to respond every, you know, every minute on the minute. But then it's like, well, what if you're, you know, what if you're taking a flight somewhere? You're, you're, you're not going to be in the office. You're not going to be replying for three to four hours and everything is fine, you know, and it works out, it works out just fine. So just like you're saying, it's just kind of a, a good, uh, a good habit to get into there. What are your uh, thoughts on CCing uh, everybody on everything? What is, what do you think about that? Well, you know, that's that's a big issue when I'm working with people, especially coaching when you're working with someone one on one and uh, the, the manager says, you know, I, I've told them not to do this and they CC me on everything. Uh, normally, that's when we set a rule. For, we have a CC. We have a folder called CC and all of them go in there because he says, you know, if it's really an issue, I'm going to hear about it because it, he just wastes his time to do that. So when you CC someone, just be sure that they either want to get CC'd on that, yeah. or that it's necessary that they get it, uh, or reply all, that's another, um, you know, sometimes you don't have to reply all and say thanks, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, just, you know, there's some email etiquette that we didn't even get into today, that we have ideas about how you can, you know, help, you know, have some email rules, but yeah, so, you know, reply all and CC are sometimes big issues right. in the workplace. Yeah, we could probably cut half of the emails we received down uh, by not getting the thanks uh, emails that's been CC'd to everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, these have been some great, uh, great points that uh, we covered covered this uh, episode here. I appreciate you being on today. Now, you've got a little bit of a, maybe a new journey ahead of you, maybe a new business you're starting. And I'm using that word loosely because it's you've been doing right. this for a while. So you want to kind of tell right. us a little bit about what you got going on and how people can get in touch with you? Sure. At, yeah. I worked for a company called DJ Consultants for about 21 years. 
And uh, this company actually was the company where we developed all this training and process and coaching. Uh, but the owner of the company of DJ Consultants decided that it was time for her to retire. But she wanted us to keep going yeah. with the things that meant something to her. And so she asked that we start a new company. And so we started the company called Upskill and Win. And uh, I have a business partner, Rebecca Kelly. And so together we are going to continue providing the same great training and coaching that we've always done um, that used to be with DJ Consultants. So we're, you, we're, you can reach us if you want to go to our website, uh, www.upskillandwin.com. You can email us at info at upskillandwin.com. Or you can call me at 678-493-8913. And thank you, Chris, for having us here today. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's been my pleasure. And uh, again, I took your course. Uh, it's been a number of years ago, but it, it has transformed the way, especially the use of tasks um, and the proper use of flagging. <laughs> You know, I'm not, not, uh, I'm not in a parade, but I have learned how to, to categorize and, you know, make things where I can just retrieve anything anytime I need it. Because I think, like you said, anybody can file, but uh, not everybody can retrieve. And it is definitely a two-step process, you know, to go through that. So uh, appreciate all your help in that. And, And you just said the one thing that we always want to hear. I say, I obviously end a class or a, a teaching and say, if I ever see you again, what I would love to hear from you is that you are still using the things that we taught you when we, you know, when I worked with you. So yeah, thank you. That's, that's always makes our day. Right. Well, I appreciate that very much as well. So, yeah. all right, Debbie, thanks for coming on today and we will talk to you soon. All righty. Bye. Well, that was another great conversation on great practices, and this time with Debbie Kirtland of Upskill and Win. And here's some of the great practices that I gleaned from today's episode. First of all, she talked about how important it was to have a good filing system. Uh, This was the example of Big Bird and Sesame Street, where one of these things is not like the other. So you want to make sure that you've got your filing system set up where you can categorize and put whatever it is that's coming in to your email into the proper places. And not just being able to file it, but more importantly, being able to retrieve it later. Next, she said it was important to have a good daily routine to do certain things with your email. So it could be that first thing in the morning is when you check your email, and then maybe you don't look at it until the end of the day again. Or she gave the example of somebody that wasn't going to reply to emails until after four o'clock. So each situation is different, but come up with a process that works for you and stick to it. Third, she talked about utilizing tasks to drive your day and not so much your inbox and not even necessarily your calendar, because it is so easy to get knocked off track by the latest flaming email that comes in and then the rest of your day is gone. So being able to use these tasks and categorize them, she does it by due date. I know that I do it by category. And then you can pull those tasks onto the calendar and just drive it from there. But really what is driving your day is your task list and not your inbox. And then finally, deeply understand the tool that you're using. Maybe it's Outlook, maybe it's Apple Mail, maybe it's Gmail. 
Whatever it is, are you maybe only using 10% of the capability that it offers? She had that example I liked about the car that she had for two years, didn't even know it had an alarm until her son set it off. So it's easy to do. Look up some online tutorials, get a book or two. You'll be amazed at how much more you can do if you utilize those tools properly. And the final thing I really appreciated that she just said is, look, it's going to take discipline, routine, and setting expectations. Let people know that if it's an emergency, email is not the way to contact you. Call you. And then for the others, what's your SLA? Is it two hours to respond to an email, eight hours, next day? Whatever it is, make sure that people know about that and then stick to uh, your own expectation setting. And finally, quit CCing everyone with thanks. We all appreciate that reminder, don't we? So again, we appreciate Debbie being on today and sharing some of these great practices with us. And I know she would love to hear from you by visiting her site at upskillandwin.com. Do you have a great practice that you want to share? Well, we encourage you to jump on to the pmoleader.com, click on community, and then great practices and scroll down to the bottom. You're going to see a form there where you can submit your name and idea and someone will get back to you shortly. Thanks again for listening to this episode and keep putting great practices into practice.